Where's Your Head At? A podcast turning mental health into a conversation. Brought to you by the Bauer Media Group. Hello and welcome to the Where's Your Head At? podcast. I'm Andrea Zara. Where's Your Head At? is a joint collaboration between Bauer Media, Natasha Devon MBE and Mental Health First Aid England. We launched this campaign in 2018, petitioning for a change in law for better mental health provisions in workplaces and colleges across the UK. A part of this is also making mental health an everyday conversation. In this episode, we're joined by Jess Wright, famously known for appearing in TOWIE and being a part of the Royal Family of Essex, the Wright family. Coming up, Jess covers how she first noticed her mental health was suffering, what she feels triggered by, and how isolating it was to talk about it with her family, but found solace in her close circle of friends. Jess starts this conversation by opening up about her own personal experiences with mental health. My experiences with mental health haven't been great. Um, probably harder than what people would ever think too, because I think it's something that has been like quite a taboo subject for so many years. Um, and it's only now becoming something that you can talk about. And the more you talk about it, the more help you receive, in my um, in my opinion. So I kind of suffered... Well, I actually was in a car crash when I was 20, and I thought I was going to die because my car flew across three lanes of the motorway. I was going at 70 mile per hour. The tyre burst and all the traffic was coming towards me. So for the moment, I shouted out, I don't want to die, because I thought that's it. I was, you know... Um, so I personally think that that might have triggered it, but at the same time, I think that mental health is also from, you know, it can be your serotonin isn't full. Um, so you might need something just to kind of up the serotonin levels in your brain. So I don't know if it's a combination or if it's something that was triggered from the post-traumatic stress. It was when I was about, it was about six months after my car crash, I had a panic attack. I didn't know what was happening to me. And I was working at the time and the ambulance were called and they came in and they said you were, you were suffering a really bad panic attack. Um, and then from then on, I kind of, I, I had them every now and again, and they were horrific. They scared me so much because you feel like you can't breathe. It was only when I was about four or five years into them that I told myself, you're not going to die from a panic attack, so you just have to ride it out. And then you kind of, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I, I learned to just kind of roll with it. And then anxiety hit when I was about 26. Didn't know what was happening to me, but I had these horrible thoughts. I felt like the world was detached from me. I felt like my family didn't understand me and I couldn't I couldn't say how I felt I was just all trapped inside and it was kind of like um your chest closes up and you can't breathe like, I hate even talking about it because the feeling is so crap and then so about six months later it got really bad I was on a flight back from Australia and I was with my sister and she was really young at the time I think she must have been about 10 and I was watching a film with her on the plane and it just hit me like a ton of bricks it's just this wave that came over me for no reason whatsoever and that's when I thought I need help because this is going to end up crushing me because inside I was suffering so bad and no one understood. So I went to my doctor and I said, you know, the, what are these feelings? And he said to me, you're suffering with anxiety. There are lots of ways you can rectify this, it's, whether it's through medication or through self-help, self-help books. So I tried kind of everything. You kind of touched on it already, but why do you think we are more open about mental health? I think now than we've ever been I think there's still a long way we can go but why do you think it is so important to be so open about it and declare it to your fans or to just the people around you if you aren't in the public eye I would say through the remedies I tried I learned to control it better I learned to understand it more and I think when you learn to understand it and accept it that helps you because otherwise you're in the dark, you don't know what's going on in your head, you don't know if you're a bit strange, are you really like abnormal that you feel this way? 
Does no one else feel like it? Are you weird? Are people going to start talking about you? Am I not going to get jobs because of it? So for me, the fact that mental health is something that is really, you know, spoken about more freely now, it means so much to me because I'm like, I'm not the only one. And also I hope that I can help others as well by being like, my life looks perfect. It doesn't matter if you're the, the richest person in the world, if you're the happiest person in the world, if you're the prettiest, but whatever it might be, if you suffer, you suffer. And there is nothing you can do about it. Well, there are things you can do about it, but it's not like it's triggered from a good life or a bad life. You either suffer or you don't. Yeah, mental health affects everyone. Yeah. It doesn't discriminate in that way. Is there anything that really positively affects your mental health? Having close friends and family around you and talking about it. Like, because I try and keep it in because I don't want my mum to be upset because my mum doesn't get it because she doesn't get it. So she doesn't really understand it, which I completely am fine with because I, I understand that if you don't get it, you don't know how to deal with it because you don't understand it. But... I will talk about it to my friends who can help me. Go and do something that makes you feel warm inside, like watch a film that you love and you associate with good times, or um, pick up a self-help book and just start reading it. Like The words that they say in it reassures you that other people are suffering because that's why they wrote the book, um, and that kind of helps. And also just know that it will subside, so just ride it out. It won't kill you. Don't let it kill you. And obviously, if you're feeling like you're having anxiety or kind of depressive states obviously that it's not triggered by one thing like you said it kind of affects everyone but is there anything that you find if you are feeling that way that does then negatively affect how you feel like if, is there anything that you would do when you're feeling low or feeling anxious that would add to that to make it worse yeah drinking alcohol for like consecutive days at a time you know if you go on a holiday with your friends and you're drinking most days and nights I generally come back and I might feel quite low and I think you know, this is not good. And and then maybe like the following day, I'll make sure I'm like gym, you know, healthy vitamins and things like that. Just, just try and get back on track. Also, I would say if there's a situation that you're in that kind of makes you feel scared or vulnerable, that can sometimes trigger it. I don't like, like the subject of suicide, like really haunts me. I don't know what it is. I just, it's just harrowing. And I think everyone obviously feels the same. So for me, I would probably, if I was watching something that that was on, I would switch it off, um, which might not be the best remedy, but that's just how I deal with it. It's a case-by-case basis, isn't Absolutely, it? Like what yeah, it's subjective, yeah. What helps you might not help someone else, and what helps yeah. someone else might not help you, and it's all about learning about yourself in that way. Um, there's obviously a lot of pressure now with social media. I think we're feeling it more than ever, and I think even people who are in the public eye, they feel pressure. There's obviously a much bigger lens on you as soon as you are in the public eye. Have you ever found that social media has negatively affected your mental health? I wouldn't say that social media has negatively affected my mental health because I'm, who am I to say that? I don't know. But I do think that sometimes if you see someone looking perfect or, you know, their body's insane or that, I don't know, they're, they're wearing amazing clothes or something that you might think, oh, like, I wish I was a bit like that. So I do get how that can affect people. But I, again, I've got a really close, strong family and friends unit and I think that really helps keep me grounded. So I'm not too affected by social media. But it does worry me for like my sister, she grew up with just social media, whereas I didn't have it growing up. It is interesting that there's going to be a generation that grows up only knowing a world with social media. And so then you can't separate whether, oh, do I have, am I having a bad mental health day because I'm just having a bad mental health day or is it like because of social media? Yeah, I still don't know the answer as to whether if you feel down because you just feel down or are you having a bad mental health day? Like, I don't know. Is there a connection? Are they just two different things? Are they the same thing in different strengths? Like, it still confuses me, but I'm someone that won't give up. So I think that kind of thing helps me as well because it spurs you on, it gets you out of the house, it keeps you busy and it gives you something to like kind of 
love and be passionate about. Mm, it gives you motivation as mm -hmm. well, doesn't it? Um, yeah, so you've given us a picture from Instagram um, where you look beautiful and you're wearing a lovely dress and you look amazing um, and you look really happy and confident, but you've said to us that that wasn't necessarily the case. Why, why is that and why do you think that was? There is a picture of me where I do look really happy and, you know, like I've obviously got lovely makeup on and a nice dress. Um, but behind the scenes, it was a completely different story. Um, I was on a photo shoot and I was putting on a brave face because inside I was really suffering um, with anxiety and mild depression. Um, so I think there's a fine example of like putting out a brave face. And also like, you know, like if you might be wanting to get a guy or something or you want them to think you're fine when really you're not. I think social media is really kind of dangerous for that because so many false pretenses are put out there. Even like false relationships, like of couples that look super happy, but then you hear in the background that like, they're literally about to split up or something. So I just, my message is just take things with a pinch of salt. Um, but on that particular day, yeah, I was, I was feeling down. So why do you think you posted it? I think I posted it because I thought I looked nice and I thought that might be reassurance from people liking my picture might make me feel better. Um, and I probably just liked the picture, yeah, so that's probably why I posted it. I mean, I also don't want to kind of put all over my Instagram me feeling down because I also think it's quite negative and probably should though, to be fair, because obviously people can relate, but... It's a balance, yeah. I think. And also you do get like a dopamine hit when you get notifications because that's yeah. like a whole, it's like a scientific thing and that's part of the it The likes well. on Instagram, the effects, yeah. It's like a signal goes off in your brain, so like, I think most people are in that same boat of posting something. Um, what do you think your life would be like without social media? Can you imagine it? It would be fine, I'd be okay. But I think it definitely makes it more fun and gives you more knowledge of things like, I don't know, whether it's restaurants or places to visit or people that you you haven't seen for years or friends, keeping in touch with people. I actually think that you know social media has a lot of positives as well as its downfalls. Um, but I don't think social media can be solely blamed for like mental health and things. Um, it might not help certain people, but I don't think it's you know a massive sole contributor to depression or something. Now you kind of became known to the public through reality TV, and you became well known very quickly. And we're seeing a, now, I think, a lot more conversations about the effects of reality TV on the people that, that go on it and maybe don't know what they're signing up for. Um, how did you find getting in the spotlight so quickly? Um, you kind of don't know what to expect and you can never prepare for it. If ever there was a bad time where I did something wrong and the press would pick up on it, like, I don't know, say a comment that was stupid or whatever it might be, my mum would just always be there and be like, this is ridiculous, this isn't real life, like, you're Jess, forget all that like rubbish. Like, I've had some amazing highs and I've had some really low lows. And it's like even comments on like websites and stuff, like, you know, if you, if the, the things that you hate about yourself, imagine people actually saying them too. Like obviously it brings to light that what you believe about yourself that's not necessarily perfect or right, then they say it too. It makes you feel like crap. But you have to just realise that it's not about that. It's about the people that love and care about you. What would be one piece of advice that you would give someone dealing with sudden fame? Things have changed in terms of people becoming really famous like, overnight now. Um, and yeah, I just think that you need to be careful and just prepare for the worst. You need to do it for some fun and the bonuses off the back of it. If you get them, then great. But don't do it believing that you're going to be this changed, uh, famous person with loads of money and all the dreams you've ever wished for, because that isn't the case. You need to be mentally strong. You need to make sure that you're not going to be affected by trolling. You need to make sure that you have a thick skin and you know what you're dealing with before going into it. And if you think that you're not strong enough and you don't know if you can deal with it, 
then perhaps rethink it because that is ultimately what you're going to be getting into. What do you think reality TV shows could do? Or is there more that they could do to help people who are, who are coming up through reality TV? I can't speak for all reality TV shows. I was on one and they offered a lot of support. So I was very fortunate in that sense. Um, so I just think the same in reality television, you're gonna, your personal life is put out there for the world to see. And ultimately they're making television. So it's gonna, it can be tumultuous. It can be drama filled. That's television and that's why we love it. Um, so just be aware of that. And I think, yeah, like reality TV shows should help, should offer help um, behind the scenes for anyone that might suffer during or after. The show. We're seeing a lot more cases of, of people really openly struggling with their mental health and then there's been more conversations about what social media platforms can do to combat it or to help. Um, what do you think social media companies or TV networks could do to help people ease into that? I think that there could be so much more information delivered via television and social media. Just even like kind of checklists of if you're feeling low, do these things. Um, if you feel like this, you might have this. So go and seek help from a doctor or from a book. These books are really good to help with mental health. Like, I think there's a lot of apps and stuff, but you have to like purchase the app. Like, there should be more just kind of general advice given because a lot of the time as well, people that suffer with mental health don't know because they have these feelings and they're like, why do I feel this horrible, awful feeling inside? What is it? So I think the knowledge like that we're putting out there, we need to spread more so that if you are suffering, you can realize it and then seek help if they're feeling low they can see it coming at them yeah whether they wanted to see it or not in a way and at the same time don't just diagnose yourself with mental health because you're having a bad day like sometimes it just could be you know hormones or something like that yeah i already know that feeling um and do you think that there's more that society could as a whole do to help people with their mental health mental health is a huge illness that, that affects so many people and please don't be ignorant to it and just recognize it and be sympathetic because as much as you know a, a, an illness that you can see on the outside could be just the same as something that you can't see because it's inside like you said like people who don't really understand is there something that you would wish people would know about mental health yeah for those that don't understand mental health because they don't suffer it there's no problem with that and you shouldn't be afraid to say that please keep asking them if they're okay is there anything they can do to help and just know that it's not affected by daily occurrences. It's normally something that just comes on you when you're not expecting it. Thank you very much for your honesty there, Jess, offering us a real insight into your journey with mental health. Also adding some advice for those who may not understand it yet. So thank you very much. In the next episode, we chat to Adam Collard, who you might know from Love Island 2018. So please join me. In the meantime, I'm Andrea Zara. Be kind to others, but most importantly to yourself. And remember, it's good to talk. Where's Your Head At? A podcast turning mental health into a conversation. Brought to you by the Bauer Media Group.